for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast over 40 years of playing PlayStation and six plus years in that gamers media combined. I want to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am in podcast services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations, please check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter, all our links in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist where you can watch us record this show live. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening to us on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. Or if you are on the YouTube, uh, why don't give us a like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. How has your week been, Max? Ha, <laughs> what a week. We've all been sick, so this is obviously why I'm recording from home. I had to go and get a COVID test done this week because uh, I didn't want to subject my child to getting one, and my wife currently can't get one because she has no face, uh, no nose. She's got can't put it She's in got there. nothing in her sinuses for them to to swab because of her wisdom teeth being ripped out. So I took one for the team and went and got swabbed in all the wrong places. Hot. Um, I'm COVID free, so yay. yay! I wasn't overly concerned that I had it, but. Uh, you know, better to be safe than sorry. I thought maybe I could be the one to break Victoria's streak. I'm glad that I wasn't. Yeah, it's a good thing to not be that guy. <laughs> uh, Turns out it was just a runny nose. It's good. But yeah, it, it has been a rough week. Yeah. This is like the first time my kid's really been sick. And like, you know, she's still she's still drinking bottles, but because her nose is blocked, she can't she can't drink and breathe. So she just chokes and throws up. She's like 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 exorcist style projectile vomiting at one point as nasty. And I'm like, you know, I I asked all my parent friends, I'm like, hey, you know, what can I do? And he's like, Well, one of my mates once sucked the snot out of their kid's nose. I'm like, nah, I'm good, thanks. I'd prefer to not do that. Damn. Yeah, it's uh, But apparently that's, that's a thing. That when I when I called the doctors, the doctor's like, Yeah, if you've got like for lack of a better Syringes term, one of those tur- one of those turkey basters, you could just suck the snot out of her nose. I'm like, no, that seems seems a bit. Well, it's, you can't. No. It's too little to get your finger up in there. So like there are <laughs> like there are, they have little uh, bulbs that you go mm. you know, like yank snot out of shots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you shouldn't like get up in there. But like if you set breathing that hard, like it's that difficult, it certainly wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> but she's she's fine now. Some Panadol kind of cleared her nose yeah, up and nice. brought her temperature down. My main concern was my wife getting sick because she's not allowed to blow her nose because she's got no like sinus lining from the removal of her wisdom teeth. Ugh. But uh, it turns out she got sicker than all of us combined, so that sucked. Probably because of the fighting immune system for <laughs> having her teeth yanked out. Yeah. yeah. What about your week? How was uh, your well, week? speaking of keeping the temperature down, <laughs> I'm having a bit of a problem with my PS5 this week, man. Have you have you have you tried baby Panadol? <laughs> it works pretty well. <sighs> I would love to put some baby Panadol into my PlayStation, but the, all right, bury the lead. I'm having uh, my PS5 is broken. It has to go back. Uh, so 
<laughs> my PS5 is currently overheating. Uh, I spent a couple of days, uh, a, a couple of days ago, I had an issue where I was playing. It was like, hey, your PS5 is too loud. That's uh, too hot. Probably should turn it off. I'm like, that's fucking weird. So I opened up the windows and did all that crap. And, you know, because I, I forget that in this room, there's, you know, acoustic treatment everywhere. So I could trap heat. But... You know, aircon on, fans, everything, right? And it kind of calmed down. It wasn't really a problem. Then uh, it's sort of appearing again and again. So yesterday, uh, sorry, yeah, yesterday at time of recording, which was the Friday, I I went to work. I left my my PlayStation in rest mode all day. Came home, turned her on, jumped into Miles Morales, and ten minutes later, hey, it's too hot. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So here I am thinking that, you know, a, my, my PlayStation's got a heating problem. Two, I'm like, well, maybe there's, maybe there's a problem with rest mode. Maybe there's something that can be patched later on. It's like rest mode is running. It's maybe the PlayStation thinks that it's running at full ball for some reason. Maybe that's the issue. So I turned it off. Left it off for about an hour and a half. I went and watched SmackDown. Came back. Same thing. Obviously, it wasn't enough time to dissipate all the heat. That's understandable. So I took the side panels off. I unplugged it. I, I sat it there open like uh, for eight hours. Went to bed, woke up eight hours later, went, all right, let's try it again. Plug it back in, put the panels back on, get playing it, play miles from hours. I get about 45 minutes in, bam, it's too hot again. It wants to turn off. Like now granted, no point has it shut itself down. But it's actively like, you should probably turn me off. Because the fan's kicking in, but obviously it's not doing enough. You know, it's a bit of a... It's a, it's an issue. So, so I ran a bunch of different tests. I tried less demanding games. I tried running it in 1080p instead of 4K. Tried a bunch of different options. And it's still a persistent issue. So, this morning, I got in contact with PlayStation Direct... Uh, and we're like, hey man, uh, my console is overheating and da 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 um, This was on the back of speaking to EB Games, who, who, who I purchased the console through. Uh, and they're like, look, we, you know, best course of action, go to Sony Direct. Uh, you can, we can still go through us, but we can't do anything until Monday. And even then, we will be talking to Sony anyway. Give it a bell. Why not? So I did. Contact them. Yeah. And then the woman I'd spoke to, um, now granted, it's a Saturday at time of recording when I, when I made that phone call. So, you know, working at, working out of traditional hours and I'm pretty sure with COVID she was working at home because it sounded a lot like a lounge room. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have that like call center sound to it, which was interesting, but, um, talking to this woman, you know, she's understandable that she's just a call center worker. She didn't know all the ins and outs. So here I am talking about heat sinks and all the things that I've done and da, 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 da. And she's like, I'll be back with you in two minutes. She leaves, comes back, and she's like, here are the troubleshooting lists. You know, make sure there's no <laughs> dust in it. I'm like, I've had it for a week. Like, I, 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 you're, you're like, it's fresh out of the box. It's literally <laughs> out of the box. There's no dust in there. But okay, sure. Like I've, I did that. I did it anyway, but before, previously. I'm like, yeah, sure. There's no dust in there. And she's like, oh, well, we need to make sure the patient doesn't think that it's running hot when in fact it isn't. I'm like, no, no, it is noticeably warm to the touch. It is like you can feel it along the <laughs> side. You're like, I cooked my bacon and eggs on it this morning. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about making like some really clickbaity names for this video. I was going to call, you know, like like PS5 burnt my hand, wife and child. You know, like really exaggerate it. <laughs> or, you know, like my PS5 is so hot, my wife left me, you know, um, for the PlayStation. Um, just things like that. But yeah, in short, like it is noticeably warm to the touch. It's not like boiling. You're like, ooh, you're warm. Um, 
but like, yeah, it's like pumping out a bit of heat. So I've, even if I have this, I have a big air conditioning thing in here, which you've seen, Max, a little portable air conditioner, mm. have that sitting in front of it, pumping air into it, and it still has the problem. So I'm pretty confident that either the heat sink's fucked or maybe some of the thermos fucked in there, or the liquid metal. I'm, I'm pretty confident that it would be the, uh, uh, would be the uh, heat sink because the liquid metal is probably more reliable. <laughs> You know, because I only, I, in the entire time unless I had my PS4. Unless you didn't get any liquid metal at all. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> she's just metal, dry in there. Metal on metal. Um, <laughs> the only, like, so I only ever had this issue once with my PS4 Pro, and that was when I was playing Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, and then I took it to our good friend Ethan, he pulled it apart, re-thermed it, smacked it back together, and it was fine. Now, the difference here is, A, I just bought this console, so I'm not going to go pull it apart. I'm not going to modify it. And two, it's using, uh, you know, liquid metal, so I can't even go replace it if I wanted to. So in short, um, they I, I lodged an official uh, return and replacement um, with Sony directly. So they sent me all the information. I then have to factory reset my console, box it up, send it on to them, and then ideally I'll get a new one whenever. The difficulty is, who knows if they have any? I, pres- they, I presume they have to have some for replacements, well, right? I, I can I can tell you, coming up shortly in the news story. Mr. Jim Ryan himself said they've sold out of everything everywhere. Yeah, and that's my concern. So I'm sitting here thinking like, what the fuck am I going to do? I've got games that I've been given to review that I can't do anything with. Like our good, fr- you know, good friend Kat at, at Capcom, she sent us DMC. I can't play it now. I'm like, what do I do? So I'm like, fuck. It's not, it's not like I we, we run a very specific PlayStation-related platform. You know what I mean? It's like, what do I do? So, yeah, it, and on top of that, because I, my console is purple now, which, side note, doesn't void warranty. Uh, if it, it, it hasn't caused any additional effects to the console, the, like it's just... It's because it's purely cosmetic. Unlike Max's, which I couldn't return if we wanted to because it's tungsten and shit taken out of it. Mine is just colored. <laughs> However, <laughs> to be sure, to be safe, I am going to visit my good, our good friend Paul's, Paul James. Um, and we're swapping. He's, he's going to borrow my purple plates for a little while uh, so I can return with the white and then we'll swap them back <laughs> when the time comes. Um yeah, so that's the hurdle. So, like, this, I don't know what to do now, Max. I don't know what to do. That's rough, man. It's I, so rough. I, I must admit, I haven't had any of these problems. Like, you know, I read, I've been reading articles and, and you know, everyone's like, stay away from rest mode. I am exclusively using mm. rest mode with no issues. I'm not getting any crazy... I've, I've yet to be shut down from too hot. Uh, it's not sluggish when I power it back on. Mm-hmm. Most of my games instantaneously start where I was at when I put it in rest mode. The only issues being like when I'm playing Destiny or Demon Souls, it has a whinge that I disconnected from the internet. Yeah, like so first couple of days I was using rest mode without a concern. Like there was a couple of days there, you know, it's been like a week and week and a half, a uh, week mm. couple of days with no issue at all. And it's only within the last couple of days. And like nothing has changed. Like it's here and you've seen my setup. If you want to go check it out, Twitter, Twitter handle below. I can show photos of, of where my PS4, PS5 is, etc. Like it's in an open window, like an open spot. Like it's not like it's crammed in a shelf or anything. So I'm not quite sure what's going on. Um, 
but yeah, like it's 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 a weird space because like now a friend of the show, Jerdman, one of my fellow Manshake ambassadors, he has off kindly offered me to uh, lend his PS5 in the interim. Now he himself is big Xbox guy, he's the Xbox Games Pass ambassador. So for him, he's like, oh, I'm probably not going to play anyway. I bought it because I could. Um, so there's that is the option. So that might cover me in the in the interim. Um, but as Jess in the chat says, maybe just give a heads up to PR companies and let them know what happened. I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to email Kat because we, we've got, um, obviously Demon Souls and Sackboy, which we received from PlayStation. So I probably should let them know the review on that's not coming for a little while. Um, thankfully I think we're pretty much covered in terms of everything else. We've kind of done a, a bit content here and there, so it shouldn't destroy the, like the content pipeline too much. Um, but it's, it suddenly becomes more reliance on Max. <laughs> I mean, I finished Demon Souls this week. So. I finished Miles Morales <laughs> this week. So, you know, we, we'll, we'll be in a good place there. But yeah, that's that's been my week. My, my last couple of days have been really focused on like the on my PS5 and like trying to make it work. And, and it, is wor- it is very worrying. Mm. No, because like looking around the internet... There's not a lot of reports about overheating PS5, which is nice to know. It's knowing it's good to know that it's not a sort of an ongoing or recurring issue, which is good, very very good. Um, so it seems to be very small cases. Like people are talking about, you know, getting the screen or rest mode being a problem, but I'm I do there is a sense of comfort knowing that it might just be me. It's very unlucky, you know. what I mean, like it could happen to anyone, but it happened to big PlayStation fan. You know, like, yeah, you know, all you had to do was be one place behind in line to pick up your console, and you might have been fine. I might have been fine. Here, I was pushing to be like t- first, four, you know, three or four, and in, in Geelong to get one, and I should have been like fifth. You know, <laughs> it's very bizarre, and it's it's real weird. Um, and I could because I, I I played Miles Morales, and I thought that game is in, probably incredibly demanding. I will scale it back. I was I'll put it in 1080. Same problem. All right, my, all right, well, let's change games. Let's put Bug Snacks in. Bug Snacks in no way looks like it pushes the PS5 in any anything. Same thing. Complete problem. I like, and I just, yeah, the answer is I just, I don't know. I, it's my PS5 is now essentially unusable until I get, in, until I get a new one. Looks like the PS4 Pro is coming out of retirement. <laughs> how, are you, how are you going to break that news to your son after you gave it to him? You're like, oh, sorry. Sorry, son. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take this one back. Thank you. Yeah, he's f- <laughs> and he's four, so he's not gonna like understand reason, like because he know, like he he was with me last night as I was playing Miles Morales because I, um, I'll talk about him shortly, but I finished the campaign and I'm just collecting all the extra side shit, and then it shits the bed, and he's like, "Can we keep playing?" I'm like, "No, the console's too hot, buddy." He's like, "Is it cool now? Can't we play now?" I'm like, "No, mate." So he fucks off for like four minutes and then comes back. He's like, "Is it cool yet?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> He doesn't quite understand, which is a bummer. Yeah. But anyway, Max, uh, we can, I can at least discuss what I've been playing. So I've played a couple of things before everything pooed itself. So Max, but what have you been playing this week? <laughs> uh, so the majority of my game time this week has been split uh, pretty much equally between Destiny 2 Beyond Light, mm-hmm. uh, Demon Souls, which I got credits for, and Astro's Playroom. Mm, you have been going so, to town. So, <laughs> so I'll start with Astro. So I, I pumped out the Platinum uh, on Astro's Playroom a little earlier this week. Uh, I used a little bit of the um, the PlayStation Helper system that they've introduced. Uh, and then I also had good friend uh, Noodle uh, help me with the last couple of ones that uh, they just weren't playing nicely. So he came in and 
gave me a hand. The new picture in picture mode is quite useful. Mm-hmm. And then the rest, yeah. And then the rest of my week has been just uh, grinding out those time trials in the CPU speedway. And all I've been knocked out of top hundred by in all of my scores now. I was at at my peak top thirty five, and I'm now back out of a hundred. Mm. People are just getting too damn quick. <laughs> well, and plus, plus when you get too quick, it comes down to like the hundredth of a millisecond and stuff. And yeah, yeah. So and like it's 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 rough. But I'm currently top of my friends list, and that's all that matters to me. I guess. Yeah, everyone, can, everyone else can suck it. I guess, and that's, that's so. Cool. I think my overall time against like all four of the speedruns, I'm a good seven seconds ahead of the next closest Ooh. person to me. So that's that's all right. Uh, that's fun. I can't beat you, so... <laughs> you know, um, I'm in the same I f- boat. I, I, I finished up. I, so I did uh, get credits for Astrobot last week. Um, that game is absolutely fantastic, as as I mentioned. Oh, have we, did we discuss it last week? Yeah. Yeah, we don't remember. It's been... I've been on, like, two other pods this week it's, talking about PS5, it's, it's, so... It's been a week. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. so the game is fantastic, as we discussed. It's a perfect uh, uh, history. It's a perfect uh, showcase for PS5, especially if you've, got that, you've been playing for 20-something years and you're feeling the love. Uh, yeah, so the, the Platinum was pretty easy. I enjoyed it. There were a couple of things that I needed to grab, and one of them was a couple of puzzle pieces here and there. I just couldn't work out how to get. Um, but other than that, it, it was pretty straightforward. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, collecting all the artifacts, etc., was pretty easy. Like you just sort of found them as you were going going along, uh, so you were never sort of really out of your way. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, the only thing I did disappoint by, I didn't like. There's a there's a, a trophy for picking up the platinum trophy in the labo, and I was like, fuck! I really wish I made that the platinum. Instead, I'm sitting in a fountain, you know. But like that would have been cool. Just be like, hey, pick picture uh, platinum. My my platinum picture is me sitting at a bus stop. Uh, oh, you got that one, <laughs> undercover one, nice. Yeah, yeah but that game avoid, is absolutely fantastic. Avoiding the rain. I haven't tried yeah. the, the speed runs yet. I'm garbage at speed runs. I don't have the skill and or patience, um, so I probably won't won't give it a bell. But well done, man. That's been very impressive. Uh, how are you finding Destiny 2? So after talking last week about having some issues <clears> with uh, A, being down for maintenance and to sort of not really hitting the beats you wanted, how's it going now? Because the raids, raids released, yeah? The raid released either this morning or tomorrow morning, depending because timing's a bit different for here in Australia. I think I'm pretty sure it was this morning at like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have now finished the main campaign of beyond light i saw i saw that through to fruition it is awesome i am i am so back into destiny now i'm I'm back on the grind i'm now in that middle section where i've beaten the story stuff and i'm not high enough light to do the the uh the end game content so i'm in that grinding limbo of just going through the motions of getting stuff done uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. The new stasis powers that they've given to each of the uh, each of the three uh, classes have completely changed the way I play them. Uh, it feels so it feels so new and fresh. So I'm I'm really excited to dive in. Hopefully, I can find a new raid group because currently none of my friends have got built. <laughs> what I do they're, love though, they're is- all on they're all on this long hiatus of. Of playing, so I'm I'm very much keen to see where where they're taking it because they've just released, um, I believe it's the season of the hunt stuff just recently came out with the weekly reset. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's um, 
uh, similar to what they brought out in the last one with the menagerie and the chalice, you have a uh, a cryptograph that you can um, go on hunts with. You you fill it so you get specific gear drops that you want, mm-hmm. and then you go out and hunt monsters uh, in a in a very similar to Monster Hunter style. You literally follow like green pools of blood along the levels until you find the find where the monster is hiding, and then as you're killing that one a bigger, more deadly dude rocks up and you've got to kill him to... I'll be right back. Keep, it's, keep it's, it's, um, it's been really, really fun. Um, uh, they've added a new, a new way to get the new exotics. You can... Uh, uh, they've they've made their... Um, Sorry, oh, I just opened called? the door. It's a bit toasty. <laughs> they've, they've revamped their Lost Sectors, so they now have like legendary and heroic versions of Lost Sectors that guarantee or almost guarantee high-end exotic drops mm-hmm. for the new exotics. So I'm just doing that. I'm at I'm at a point where I can't progress through my my new stasis tree until I get a specific exotic. But there is a quest line to get that specific exotic, so I'm working towards that so I can continue on down that path. And it's just been it's been really fun. Well, because this is great. So like from from last week, you were like, eh, like you weren't like yeah. I was a, I was a little bummed because I got I got gate kept pretty hard at the start because mm-hmm. there is a massive power jump that you need to hit straight away. Um, but it didn't take me too long to hit it. I, th- I spent maybe an hour doing strikes and stuff like that. I got the gear that I needed and then I just pushed through. I played a little bit more patiently than I normally would. Mm-hmm. Played it smart. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's been it's been rad. I've been playing it almost exclusively this week. I've, I've dipped my toe in other stuff, but most of the time I'm on Destiny. I'm glad they had that turn. It's, it's like, been so fun. Yeah, because yeah, I know being a bit of a Destiny, like you, you ground pretty hard a couple of months back and you're like really mm. into it. And so I just took a step away knowing Beyond Light was coming. So it's good that you're you're getting what you wanted from it. That's fantastic. Mm. Awesome. Um, I myself, yeah, I have. Excuse me, I went pretty hard on Miles Morales. Yep. So I, I completed that this week. That game is absolutely fantastic. Uh, to add to my thoughts last week about like you know how the story is full of heart and family, and that is one hundred percent true. That is still the case. Even at the end of the game, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Um, like you just really get that feel, uh, that warm family feel from it, and just this whole like lovely cultural feel. So you spend a lot of time in Harlem, which is the area that uh, that Miles uh, moves to uh, after leaving. Uh, where is he in New York? Either way, he lives in Harlem now. And, you know, obviously he's surrounded by pe- people of his descent, you know, Puerto Rican descent and African-American, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of area. Um, so it's really cool because the game sort of starts off with you're like, oh, you're the other Spider-Man. And then as you progress and you start really helping the, those individuals within that area, it, it becomes a situation of, oh, no, you're our Spider-Man. The other Spider-Man has Manhattan. You, we, Harlem has you. Mm. and like it's, re- it's really awesome like that as that sort of like that warmth feel like fills up and you're like yeah man like this is this is the energy that i want it feels really good speaking of energy so he, though, so, so he's the friendly neighborhood spider-man for harlem yeah the friendly ho- like the hood entire... spider-man i guess because isn't that what, like, <laughs> the, the friendly hood yeah <laughs> uh i don't know <laughs> um no, no, it's fantastic i can't i cannot really fault it like everything i loved about the original spider-man i'm loving here again miles has a completely different like he, he plays almost identically but then has a uh, the added bonuses of the Venom strikes or the Venom uh, maneuvers. He's got like the punch and a strike and a whip and those are the little things he can do where he kind of like jolts at someone and big ground and pounds. It's awesome. Fantastic. Um, so I'm confused. Every time I hear you use the term Venom, I'm assuming like- It's very like, confusing. Is it, I'm like, is it- does, 
like does he have the symbiote? No, it's like, not is the symbiote. That, is so that why? The sim like the only reference we have of the symbiote not spoilers currently is that at the end of the first game you see uh, uh, Os- uh, mm. Osborne Osborne Os- yeah Norm- Norman no, Norman Osborne yeah Osborne yeah I had a brain it's moment. Osborne you had, yeah. you had it right oh, yeah Oswald Cobblepot like who's Oswald what do you go yeah. what <laughs> yeah I broke my own brain for a second Osborne you find out that his son you know Harry is in like a like a fucking tank like Luke Skywalker but with the symbiote Um, so that one's you know Showing him getting all symbioted. But yeah, no, no connection to Miles and the Venom unless it's a hint to the next game, which would be mad. But uh, yeah, no, like it's fantastic. I really, really, really enjoyed it. So now that now that I'm my PS5's out of commission and I can't play, I'll have to run this over to you so you can um, spend your time with it as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it's cool. Like the, the suit range is fun. Uh, they've simplified the amount, like the tokens. So you know how was previously there was like 11 tokens, a bunch of different yep. things. Now it's pretty much like there's tech tokens and activity tokens, and that's it. So you get tech tokens from tech caches and the activities you get from doing activities. So it's like all the challenge, but what would be the speedball challenges have been replaced with, uh, training, uh, training, uh, little Hologram, hologram thingies so pete's like hey although i'm not here i can still train you to be be spider-man here's a setup what we need you to do is we need you to take out x amount of people as quick as you possibly can or we need you to be stealthy or we need you to do your web trip you know whatever right yeah so there's little moments like here's traversal here's combat here's stealth uh so yeah th- like that's how you get the sort of active tokens and then there's the bases are simplified as well so rather than having like uh, a stack of bases everywhere it's like hey there's three construction sites there are three rocks on labs or you know ex- as an example like mm-hmm. there's this 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 and there's only like three of each saying that though rather than getting like two tokens or a token you get like 10 tokens eight tokens you know like you get quite a substantial amount so yeah very quickly you can get enough to to cash in and get the suits you want or the skills you want or the upgrades that you want so i've already i've already uh smashed the skills the only skills i have left to obtain are three that are only available in new game plus so compared to uh the original one where I didn't have to play New Game Plus to get the platinum, I'm gonna need to play New Game Plus to get it here. Where there are to- there are, there are trophies a combined to running it, re- playing the whole game in in, in uh, New Game Plus, finishing it New Game Plus, getting certain collectibles in New Game Plus, getting certain skills that are only available in New Game Plus. So that's kind of a uh. but like seeing as the campaign itself is really like you know eight to ten hours, like I, that's why I say about ten hours, but it's because I spent a lot of time fuck assing around doing collectible things. So I'm not entirely sure what the exact time is, but it's it was you know sort of less than I anticipated, which is good. Yeah. Or even less comparative to uh, to uh, the original. But for that reason, having to run through the game again doesn't seem like a hurdle. So if I if I drop it down to easy on New Game Plus, I'll be able to clear it out nice, and I'll be able to skip all cutscenes. Like bam, you know, I should be done probably in a couple of hours once my PS4 PS5 works again. But um. You know, like in order to do that, though, with the increase, uh, you know, skill range with the, with the venom attacks, etc., and also taking advantage of the console, be able to run at a faster frame rate or at a, just a faster pace in general. Uh, the combat can can seem a lot harder. Like there are moments what where I would normally just be like boom, 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 boom where I'm start getting the shit kicked out of me. 
Yeah. Because they have the, you know, the, the different uh, range of enemies. You've got like the rocks on enemies and like the underground enemies and how they fight is very different. And they use, they use similar skill sets, but different skill sets and they hit you in different ways. So there is a little bit of that. And it's like, oh man, like it can really like, like there's uh, rocks on dudes with shields, but the shields absorb the, uh, the venom energy. So if you try to like okay. Hadouken your way through it, that is like do it, and then they just push the energy back you, and you get fucked up. So like there is like where you know if you go to the underground, they're sort of weak to the venom. So they have like their weaponry. You punch it and it breaks apart. They're like uh like Hulkbuster gloves and like their big swords and shit. They get destroyed under the uh, the venom power. So you can't become reliant on on one or the other. It's it's pretty cool. I yeah. like it. I do like it a lot. But yeah, well, I'm very clean keen on what you have to say. Uh, so I'll run this over to you probably this evening because I don't fucking know. Oh, cool. I've got no PS5 to play. What am I going to do? <laughs> that sucks, man. It does suck. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to keep saying it this whole time because all day I'm just like, ah. Oh. Yeah, that's that's rough. <laughs> it's rough, man. Um, yeah, so I got, I got credits on Demon's Souls this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, that took me the better part of 40 ish hours wow. because i i got i got super hard stuck in one of the levels because with the ridiculousness of of demon souls world tendency uh, every time you die in human form in a world the world becomes closer to the dark tendency which makes everything harder and then you're already dying because it's hard enough and then they're like we're gonna make it even more harder and they put stronger enemies in and enemies that don't normally exist there start spawning in and it was rough. I got stuck there for like a good ten hours trying to trying to get past three dudes. It was just three black phantoms that kept spawning in the same area, and I just oh. for the life of me could not get past them. Ended up getting past them. Spent about an hour and a half on the last boss trying to trying to remember how his uh, attack pattern was before getting you know chop chopped constantly. <laughs> went back, learned some learned some new magic spells. Went in there with a spell that basically. Um, it's called warding. Basically, puts a shield around me. So instead of running a sword and a shield, I just two-handed my sword and just ran in there. So I'm like, I've got a shield spell on. Who gives a crap? <laughs> Cut loose. Managed to fluke my way to victory, and now I'm doing the new game plus stuff mm. to uh, wrap up the rest of the trophies. But damn, that game is a lot harder than I remember. But- I think for my new game plus run, I'm going to run it in the fractured world. So I'm going to run it in. Uh, basically, they horizontally flip the entire world. Um, uh, just to, you know, keep me on my toes, <laughs> make it harder than it already is. But so having played, uh, Demon's Souls, pardon me, Demon's Souls on the PS3 and having been such a big fan of it, how is it playing comparatively? I imagine extremely better. So, so it plays a lot better because in the, obviously in the, in the PlayStation 3 version, it didn't have a solid FPS. Mm-hmm. It was very fluctuating depending on what was on the screen at the time. In here, we are getting that solid 60 frames per second. Uh, they didn't remove any of the enemy bullshit. They can still hit you through a wall, but if your sword hits a wall, it go kind of you kind of go chunk and then you bounce back. I the amount of times I've been killed by spears coming through walls is just ridiculous. Uh, obviously, it looks absolutely fantastic compared to what it did on the PlayStation Three. Uh, I did have to fiddle a bit with my uh with my graphical settings i found that when it automatically turned the hdr on 
the world became very dark to the point where it was almost impossible to see some enemies in some areas. And uh, that, I just that's, get because, jacked. that's because the dynamic just get, like, of the color is real- quite high. The range is high. <laughs> I'd get jacked by like invisible dudes. <laughs> but um, yeah, having that stable FPS, I think, is really important, especially in how precise some of the combat can be. Uh, so they uh, blue. Po- I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Bluepoint have done a fantastic job with this re- with this remaster, and I think they've done the original game justice. Yeah. So on the rumor mill, might I add, it, it looks as if that that uh, PlayStation or Sony may be doing exactly what they should be doing, and they are looking into buying Bluepoint. I heard a bit, a bit of that this week. Um, something that we've certainly speculated on, and we're not the in no mm. way we're the only ones that reckon that we're like PlayStation should buy Bluepoint. Fuck yeah, they should buy Bluepoint. Like. Yeah, a blind and deaf person could tell you that that's probably needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. And then for the better part of a week, um, they added a new door into Demon's Souls that never they existed. Did. And this morning, at at time of recording, someone worked yeah, out Lance. how to get through it. Uh, so I believe it was a, a speedrunner spent the better part of, you know, his week working out what it was. And it turns out that you need 30 specific item drops from the fractured world you can only get them from the fractured world yeah, from a like, single like enemy 26 coins given to some bird and the bird gives you a key and then you go there and yeah. it opens and then there's the armor in there or something yeah so it's a one of the one of the boss boss armor sets shout out so to i'm gonna like, i'm gonna have to do that because myself. like well i got stuck there's a there's an npc um that teaches you high level magic spells using the boss souls mm-hmm. and in the original game you needed to, he she was protected by what they refer to as fat officials that's the that's the enemy name Camelot. and now in the now in the original game uh in the remake in the sorry in the original game all you needed was their their headpiece because when you put on their headpiece it played an audio cue of their laughter and the person would lower the stairs for you so you could go up and see the prisoner in the remaster you need the entire gear set and i'm standing there for like a the better part of an hour going why isn't he letting the stairs down this is bullshit took to reddit worked out that i did need all of the set pieces went back killed the rest of the guys got all their gear dressed up worked perfectly fine all of that for one spell i just wanted one spell to help finish the game was it worth it and oh yeah i like it it's it's the most broken spell in the game to the point where they nerfed it in every other demon uh, every other Dark Souls game for the rest of its life cycle. <laughs> it was so ridiculously powerful. Not too but sure. yeah, that's that's been fun. And lastly, um, Devil May Cry. Yep, dove back into that this week. Um, I've realized that because uh, because we got uh, provided a code for the special edition thanks to Turn Left Distribution, uh, we. I dove straight into the Virgil story because yes. Virgil's the new playable character. And then it's been about a year and a half since I played Devil May Cry 5 and I don't remember Virgil's role in the story and I feel like I need to play the <laughs> way it was intended first before playing Virgil because I can't remember anything that's going so on. you've now gone and back. He's, so I'm, I've gone back and started again using the the, the other characters. Mm-hmm. So it, it trickle feeds me what Virgil's role was in that story and then I can play his story from his perspective. Because it it was very confusing to begin with, but that's my own fault, not the game's fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm gonna have to email uh, Turn Left, be like, "Hey, man, here's Max's review." I guess. <laughs> um. So yeah. Other than that, not much. Pardon me. Yeah, not too bad. I shouldn't drink kombucha when we do the show, man. This burps like <laughs> like just crazy. 
<laughs> anyway, that's about what we've been playing. Let's get into the section we call Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. So comparatively, comparatively, Max, a lot more went down inside of the news this week uh, for the PlayStation. Like with last week being yeah. launched, it was pretty quiet, pretty like tidy. However, now more has happened. So let's let's kick things off with PS5 news and what Sony's response to Games Pass could be. So speaking with a Russian media outlet, TAAS, Jim Ryan was asked about Sony's response to Xbox's Game Pass or Microsoft's Game Pass. His reply, quote, there is actually news to come, just not today. Earlier this year, Jim Ryan had told GamesIndustry.biz, quote, we are not going to go down the road of putting new release titles into a, into a subscription model. These games cost many millions of dollars, well over $100 million to develop, and we just don't see that as sustainable. Uh, they've all, there's also been some PS Plus collection news. So in an interview with GQ, Jim Ryan has said that Sony will closely analyze how the scheme goes over before determining, determining if more titles should be added. Quote, well, we're going to wait and see how the world receives the PlayStation Plus collection. You know which games are played, how much they are played, before we make any decision about that. We think it is potentially going to be a great user acquisition tool. Arguably, if you never had a PS4 and chose to buy a PlayStation 5, you basically get a PS4, right? So have you jumped into any of the PS Plus collection games? I downloaded Ga- uh, Days Gone. Days mm-hmm. Gone? I played for about two hours. I'm not feeling it. You never have you, have I, you not played it? No, because I'd never played it on PS4. So I downloaded uh. it. I played a couple of hours, and I'm yeah. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I don't know if it's really slow to start, and I'm just waiting for it to kick into gear. So for for context, I've just I, I'm like I'm really early. I've just Boozer's been attacked, and he's asked me to go off without his shotgun. I'm like that seems dangerous. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's it hasn't drawn me in yet. See, the game's great. I, I actually really, really enjoyed it like a lot. Like it, it, it is a slow burn. The game is way mm. longer than it needs to be. But that time you spend, you really start to connect with the characters and you really see... Uh, it's a bit, a, bit, a bit different now for you because you're playing on what is essentially the ultimate edition of Days Gone. So playing it pre-launch and then in launch window yeah the game was rough rough as guts it was very <laughs> like in terms of performance questionable but since then they have done a lot of upgrades to it um which is fantastic yeah. uh but yeah as you play though you can really see the progress it's almost like you can see the progression in set in and sony uh sony san diego no wait ben ben, ben. studio Tony ben I was thinking they're Oregon. They're, they're in Oregon. That's what, it's where the game sets where they live. Um, I was thinking, I'm like, is it no San, is San Diego near Oregon? No, it's not. It's San Diego is guys that do baseball. Um, so Ben Studio, right? Because they haven't, they hadn't done a full big game since PS2, right? The, yeah. Uh, PS3. No, either way, long fucking time. Uh, yeah, PS2. So then, uh, yeah, they come together. The last thing they did was like a siphon filter game. So it wasn't, yeah. So, but as you play, you can really almost see like they've built the game as they've gotten better. Yeah. So the start of the game feels a little bit rough, a little bit, uh, but then as as you play more, you're like, okay, I can see you literally building on the game as you go. So like it yeah. feels completely different by the end. And like as the sort of seasons progress within the game, you're like, all right, cool. There is this nice little growth. And, you know, you start to understand because like Deacon St. John is 
uh, a really kind of initially shit character. Like, he's really kind of cold. Be like, why the fuck are you so cold? Like, you were just like a brooding asshole. And then yeah. as you play, you're like, oh, no, I get it. Because, yeah. It's- so, I'll, I'll definitely stick with it because I've heard nothing but, you know, pretty good things about it. And I, I am interested to see how it turns out. But um, initially, it is very slow to start. Yeah, it is, that is very, very much the case. So once you start upgrading the bike and stuff, everything feels fit, like literally faster and you feel like you're progressing more. And as you unlock more weapons, like hordes and get involved and in how you handle those zombies, or the sorry, the freakers uh, yeah. are a bit different. But in terms of the PS Plus collection, like I went in and claimed a bunch of the games, like just because. Like, if I, we, I mean, I've claimed them all just in case. See, I didn't claim disappear. all of them though. Like I didn't claim Mortal Kombat. I didn't claim like Fallout. You know, it was like, like, is there a, is there a reason why you wouldn't claim them just because they're there like you don't have to download them but you yeah. can claim them so you can download them at a later time that's like. very true but like to, to sort of go with what jim ryan said is like they'll be able to see that data and and i'm like i don't care about mortal Kombat. and they're like all right well if we're going to add more games like maybe people don't want to buy it. people don't want to download mortal Kombat, you know or they can see who accepts it and then who download downloads it but for yeah for me i was like oh i'm just gonna get the ones i want like mm. I want, I want. I'd love to play God of War at sixty frames. You know what I mean? I, I'd love to, you know, do. I get the platinum for Days Gone. Like I was pretty close to. It. I just got distracted by other games. You know, yeah. so I wouldn't mind. Well, at some point, going back and and playing it and getting, get, you know, finishing that off. That would be amazing. Um. Yeah. And like, there's a. It's a brilliant list of games. And if they're going to add to it, great. But like. Because we, we discussed a while ago, like, is the PS Plus collection the answer to Games Pass? And it may not be right now, but it could be from what, from the, what they're saying here. And Jim Ryan has the right idea. Like, Games Pass is fantastic. It is a brilliant service. And it's the one thing that's, that Microsoft has that's, that's, uh, sign, that Sony doesn't. Like, they cannot match it. PS Now isn't even available in every country. Like, we don't have it. But we have xCloud, you know what I mean? Like there, there, there's these weird little middle grounds that we don't have. But then on top yeah. of that as well, like we we know that there, we talked about this fucking months and months ago, maybe even a year ago now, that Sony were hiring for uh, tech dudes in Adelaide to build a new little central server hub sort of thing. So as nothing has come out of that yet, either that's just more upkeep for potential demand for the PSN or this is where their little local hub to support PS Now, which we haven't, which we haven't seen uh, come to fruition yet, which is a bummer. But you know, who the hell's ringing yeah. me from Ringwood? I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, uh, and lastly, in the PS Five news, Ryan, it's sold out. So according to Jim Ryan speaking with the Russian outlet TAWS, quote, absolutely everything is sold. I've spent much of the last year trying to be sure that we can generate enough demand for the product. And now in terms of my executive bandwidth, I've been spending a lot more time on trying to increase the supply to meet the demand. Funny that. People well, want the new shinies, Ryan. Understandably. Now, apparently, according to at least in the in the US, like there there has been more PS fives available than Xboxes in terms of mm. units shipped or units moved. Yep. We're also hearing we're also hearing horror stories of Amazon uh, not delivering their PlayStation fives. They're just getting random other things, which is concerning. Yeah, it's like here's a, a PlayStation equivalent of rice. And then a lot more people have been getting. Uh, 
the the big boy PlayStation instead of their digital in their digital boxes. Yeah, and then you know, oh, but like all the paperwork for the wrong console, and like, like get, you can clearly get, tell get, they were for, get, they were pushed to get this out. Get getting that getting that free disc upgrade. It's a hundred fifty dollars saving, man. Like shout I out mean, to them. I mean, I mean, no one's going to complain that they're getting free disc drive. No, no one. <laughs> so, <sighs> but yeah, hopefully. Well, to add to what we said before, that puts me in a tough space. I have to return my console now. Like, I've got to send it back. And if they're like, well, we don't have any. I'm like, well, that's fucked. <laughs> like, how do you, like, I don't know how I'm going to have that conversation. I'm like, well, how do you not have returnable consoles? Like, well, we completely sold out. Like, yeah, but this is big consumer tech. You'd think you'd have a couple. Yeah. I don't know. I, I say that's all speculative. It's all hyperbolic right now because I don't know. I don't Fingers know. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Like, I'll, hopefully I'll find out in the next, in the next week, you know? Ugh, it's killing me. Uh, now, this I'll jump into this one, Max. This is a big boy. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought you'd enjoy this one. All right. So, leaks suck. Data breaches straight up suck. They do every time, and it sucks for the company that receives said breaches. However... With this one specifically, a lot of news came out. So Capcom had recently received a ransomware attack, uh, and it seems as that their project schedule for the next upwards of four years has since been leaked. A screenshot of this document, which is, which is in Japanese and is be- believably a detailed, spills the, ne- the news on a bunch of unannounced games. Now, no personal de- information was available on this because this, this data was then shipped to a pardon me, excuse me, to a, uh, a dark web, uh, deep web sort of uh, listing, posting, something like that. So it's not mm. like easily attainable, but there's no personal data. It just seems to be business data, which is still gross, but not as gross. It still sucks. It still sucks very hard. According to the leak, Capcom has plans for the following. Resident Evil Outrage, which is... I, I, I don't know, like something. I think it's a multiplayer one that they're talking about. That's going to come if, in the back end of next year, to Q4 so, 2021. Uh, I'll, I'll get to it once you're finished, actually. So Dragon's Dogma 2, Q2 2022. Street Fighter 6, Q3 2022. Rocket Man, or Mega Man as we know it. So Rocket Man Match, uh, which is which you expect to come out in Q3 2033. Uh, oh, hang on. I got it. It's all good. Oh, you really you just, keep to- just keep doing this one. Very nice. Uh, Resident Evil 4 <laughs> Remake uh, Q4 2022. Awesome. Back end of next year. Uh, back end of the year after, sorry. Uh, Monster Hunter 6. Mon- uh, Onimusha New York. Biohazard Apocalypse. So that's presumably another Resident Evil there. Super Street Fighter 6. Final, uh, Final Fight the Remake. Power Stone Remake. Ultra Street Fighter 6, which makes sense. Uh, they always add an Ultra version of Street Fighter. And the Resident Evil Hank. Don't know what that is, but shout out to Hank for getting his own game. Uh, Max, what's your thoughts on this list? So it's my 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 thought. My initial thoughts are it's interesting because there are there's listed stuff for both Resident Evil and Biohazard, which is which is intriguing because obviously Resident Evil is the Western name for the Biohazard series, mm-hmm. like in Japan and stuff. So it's interesting that they've got separated names. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that means there's uh, going to be like smaller spin-off titles. Um, I, I now, yeah. Um, Dragon's Dog, Dragon Dog, Dragon's Dogma Two is really exciting. I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, we got what three different versions of Street Fighter Six over the course of two years. That seems pretty, um, pretty reliable. Tends to be what they do with their Ultra and Super Street Fighters. 
Um, Resident Evil 4 Remake, I guess we kind of knew about already. There'd be rumors about that happening. The date of that kind of seems to fit with those rumors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a new Monster Hunter uh, is obviously a, you know, a no-brainer with uh, going on the back of how successful Monster Hunter World was. Um, making a new one just makes sense. It does. Uh, Power Stone remake. I'm super excited for because I remember playing that on the Dreamcast. What's Power Stone? <laughs> I didn't play it's before. it's like it's like one of those. Um, uh, it's kind of like a um, like an arena fighter sort of, uh, similar to that of like Gauntlet. If you played Gauntlet Legends, okay, it's similar to that. Um, but you know, all the, all of these games seem plausible. So you know the leak could is is rather believable. Um, the yeah, like the only thing I uh, like I said before, it's interesting that they've got specifically Biohazard Apocalypse, but the rest are referred to as Resident Evil, whatever. Yeah. So like for me, the the big takeaway from here is Resi. Like I as, mm. as I've discussed many times on this show, is that with Silent Hill not being around, Resident Evil has become my default franchise for horror. And after coming off Resident Evil two and three and fucking loving them, and Resident Evil seven, of course. Um, I am just balls deep ready to go for any anything. So here, once we hear about the idea of Resident Evil 4 Remake, when disappointed it's the back end of, of 2022, um, with uh, presumably it's looking like the Resident Evil 8 is probably the probably April of next year. Uh, and with, uh, with sort of that, like that early release frame that they've been having for... For uh, Resident Evil, like, you know, Resident Evil 2 was January, Resident Evil 3 remake was in Feb? February, something like that. Uh, and then Resident Evil uh, 7 originally was in um, was in January as well. Like, so like they're really nailing that early part of the year. And I think that's a great untapped window. And so mm. it's a bit disappointing to hear it pushed to the back of 2022. However, with uh, COVID and all the sort of pandemic and working from home sort of stuff, I imagine that a lot of these have been pushed back to accordingly. Like yeah. Monster Hunter 6, I would imagine would have wanted to be sooner. You know, but like that seems like a like, that seems like a, it would be a really good back ender for 2021. Uh, sorry, 2022. But you know, Q2 2023 is not too bad. It's about the same time of the year as the other one released, but I don't know. It just, it's, it's one of those situations of like those, those years also seem so far away that I don't know. It's tough to care. It's tough to commit. Yeah. Like right now, just give me a date for Resident Evil 7, uh, Resident Evil 8. And then I'm like, <laughs> excited. And then you can tell me about what's happening. Like Mega Man, mad. It looks, I'm going to say, like with a name like, um, you know, well, presumably Mega Man Match or Rock Man Match, I doubt that's going to be a full numbered sequel. It's going to be like a little spin-off something. Uh, Onimusha, I don't many people are big fans. Street Fighter makes total sense. It's been a while since I've had a Street Fighter. People are going to get super stoked on that. And then, of course, two more other versions is a pretty stock standard uh, setup. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I do It'll be interesting to see which of these come to fruition because obviously a lot of things, you know, get cancelled before they see the light of day. It'll be interesting to see which of these makes the cut. Like, and, and it, it's is it, using Resident Evil specifically, it does make me consider like how many teams they have, where their plan is. Because right now they'd be wrapping up, presumably, if if it is hitting April of next year, like it's looking to be, 
Um, they'll be wrapping up production Resident Evil uh, 8. Village. Village, you know, Resident Evil Village, yeah. right? So then you presumably have a secondary team working on Resident Evil Remake. And then that's and then once they're finished with Village, they'll move on to what is presumably 9, which in this case could be fucking Resident Evil Hank or Biohazard Apocalypse. You know what I mean? Like, they, they don't really seem like good names for us next one, you know? Because, like, you know how Village, the... the uh, uh, Resident Evil Hank definitely sounds like a spin-off. Yeah, it's it sounds it, like... It, sound, it sounds like in the same vein of, like, Code Veronica or... Yeah, it's... Because Hank's obviously a, a character very very deep in uh, Resident Evil lore. I so. hope it's a spin-off to Breaking Bad with Hank, and it's just you searching <laughs> for minerals. Um, deep cut reference there for Breaking Bad fans. Um, that's what I'd like to see. He's got to fight them blue zombies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I I think there's a lot that we don't know. and But it's nice to know that they have simultaneous development on a number of different properties. And like, that's a big win for me. Just like, cool. And then cool. So I know for at least the next four years, I'm going to be able to get all the Resident Evilness that I need. Because the answer is I need it. I do need it. Come to realize. Oh, side note. It's not related to anything. I totally bought a book this week. I bought uh, my son the God of War. B is for boy. It's the it's a a, a child's picture book uh, about literally the story of the God of War 2018 in 28 30 pages, and it is just as emotionally powerful as the game, but in a book. I say that Fair because I'm, I have a, I have a big a big soft spot for the game anyway. But you know, it's just the it's just these little things like. You know, uh, where are we here? You know, it's like A is for Axe, Steadfast and True, and B is for Bo, which your mother made for you. And I'm like, he didn't, she didn't make it for him. <laughs> you know, just all these little things. It's like, you know, H is for her, her memory between us. Do not mistake my silence for lack of grief. It is not something I wish to discuss. And I'm like, oh, God. Um, but there's, where is it? Seems it? a bit heavy for a children's book. It is book. very heavy for a child's book, but I fucking love it. Like... You know, because I, I love the story. Um, is that what this week's stream is? Story time with Ryan? Yeah, which, and like here, you know, P is for protect you from enemies from my past because the things I left out are too dark and too vast. I'm like, oh, it's so good. You know, I mean, like S is for start over, which I would like to do. You know, there must be good gods to point out. I count maybe two. You know, uh, the V is for vengeance. Nothing is down that path but doom. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, so fucking good. <laughs> like, I don't think my son didn't really care. He was trying to play Spider-Man at the time. <laughs> you know, but I'm just like, can we please talk about this? It's so good. So damn good. I love it. Love it. Moving on. Uh, let's Unrelated talk to the I- story, but... Oh, yeah, completely unrelated. Let's talk about IO Interactive. So developer IO Interactive announced earlier this week that its next project, uh, announced its next project, and its name is, it's a James Bond game currently going by the name of Project 007. Oh, you, you, no way you would have guessed if you just heard the project name. Not a, not a no. Uh, appears to be uh, very early in development as the studio is currently recruiting talent for the title. The official website reads, quote, featuring a wholly original Bond story, players will step into the shoes of the world's favorite secret agent to earn their double O status in the very first James Bond origin story. Ooh. IO Interactive has confirmed that it's targeting, quote, modern systems and platforms, 
Um, it will also run on the Glacier engine, which is currently powering the Hitman franchise. Quote, creating an original Bond game is monument is a monumental undertaking, and I truly believe that IO Interactive, working closely with our creative partners at Eon and MGM, can deliver something extremely special for our players and communities, said the studio CEO, Hakan Abrak. Quote, our passionate team is excited to unleash their creativity into the iconic James Bond universe and craft the most ambitious game in the history of our studio. I think they're pro- they probably are the best studio to spend time with it. Like, Hitman, at, in some I'm ways, curious feels if very it's James just Bondy. Gonna- See, I'm curious if it's just going to be a reskinned Hitman. Ah, like, they're just going to give Agent... What is it? Agent 46 somehow, and he's going to be Bond now? Agent forty seven, Agent um, forty seven. Sorry. Well, like it's yeah. They just gonna, are they just going to give him some hair and now he's Bond? Or like, they just remake Goldmine, which they've already done before? Then they'll just do it again. Um, I, I'm in the same boat as you. Like I'm like that's interesting, but like they seem like the right people to handle it. Oh, they're one hundred percent the right people it's, to handle it's it. It's like in the same vein, like using Spider Man again, like Insomniac. You look at Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive is essentially the the beta for what becomes Spider Man. And like maybe this, maybe Hitman, even though they've made like 11 of them, it's like, this is the stepping stone of something cool. And having that added franchise on there may make it hit a different demo. You know, I'm, you know, people might be like, oh, I love, I, I love James Bond. I'll play that. And they're, oh man, I'll play Hitman, I guess. You know, like that's awesome. And you know, the idea of get to have cool cars and guns and gadgets and stuff. Cause like Hitman does have gadgets. He has guns and I don't think he has cool cars, but like it, it's the, the DNA is there. But yeah, you are right. The, the separation of it from Hitman would be the big hurdle. But in terms of the yeah. origin story, it's something that's never really been touched upon in the movies from my understanding anyway. Like they sprinkled it a little bit in um, Skyfall, uh, I believe it was, where like they sort of returned to like the, the, the childhood home of, uh, uh, of, of, of James Bond or that particular James Bond. Uh, yeah. Because like I know the idea, there's also that conspiracy theory that James Bond is not the actual name of the person; it's the title that is given to you, um, along with 007. Um, so like yeah, you, with Daniel Craig, like they go to his home. There's a big fucking fight there, and it's awesome. Uh, so like I I, 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 that part has me interested, but then it may also shoot in the face of that awesome theory is that you know you you come in as Ryan Betson, but you leave as James Bond because you are you are renamed, you are taken this title, and that's who you become. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to handle the origin story with that. Uh, I'll do the next one because that seems like a good one for you. Far Cry 6, Max. Uh, it was originally set for release in February of next year, Feb 18th to be exact, but has since recently got pushed back, launching somewhere between the end of April and September. However, we now may have a more definitive date. Thanks to the Microsoft Store page, the release date is currently showing as the 25th of May or the 26th of May, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, there's reason to believe that this is legit, as the Microsoft Store online store has uh, leaked a series of dates in, uh, details in the past, and it seems we'll be taking a trip to Yara in about six months' time. Of course, this is still yet to be confirmed by Ubisoft. There is So I, ju- I jumped on the Microsoft Store this morning. It, that, that, that date is still up. It's still up? It's still up. Well, that's interesting as well, because that isn't a standard placeholder date. So standard placeholder dates for those that may not know, or those playing at home, is the you know the end of March, the middle of the end of June, uh, the end of September, and the end of December. Like it's three month intervals. That's Q one, Q two, Q 
and Q4. So if, if something gets randomly put at the back end of December, you're like, well, it's coming out this year at some point or at least in Q4. Like For those playing for those playing at home, 25th of May is a Tuesday. That kind of works. Games release on Tuesdays and Fridays these days. Actually, games release almost every day of the week, but primarily it's Tuesdays and Fridays. So... Yeah. That's pretty reliable as well. I'll take that. I'm I'm not angry about this at all. It's not a substantial delay. It's only, you know, two months, which is good. You know, it does still fit within that next financial uh, next financial year. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a probably a good amount of time. It's it's deep enough in the next in the next gen to be sort of feasible, but it's not so far away that it's unrealistic for most people. I, I I'd be happy with that. I'd wait to of course wait for something official, but I like the sounds of it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah, so with that indefinite delay, I think it may be a situation of we don't know how COVID is going to affect us. Yeah. And then presumably they're like, actually, we're kind of doing okay. Yeah. You know, and this may be the date. But like, until it's yeah, confirmed by Ubi or starts appearing at other sources, that's probably the different thing. Demon Souls, Ryan. Yes. Should Demon Souls have an easy mode? As a shit player possible but also <laughs> well <not>. it's something <laughs> well it's something that bluepoint games considered when developing the playstation 5 remake of the classic title in an interview with the washington post creative director gavin moore is asked about whether an easy mode was ever part of the game obviously we know that the studio decided against it but an easy difficulty was part of the conversation at one point moore explains that while some changes have been made to demon souls bluepoint's main aim was to quote preserve the spirit and intent of the original creators while we considered and discussed an easy mode we ultimately decided that it wasn't our place merely being custodians for this amazing game to add something that would fundamentally alter its balance so this has been an argument for years especially revolving around the likes of the Soulsborne games of why do they not have an easy mode they're so inaccessible to some people it, you know, putting in an easy mode doesn't hurt your experience. Why do you get so mad that, that people bring it up? And I think at the end of the day, not all art is for everyone. Mm. And if they wish to, if this was their vision for their game, I don't see why they need to put it in. Like, yes, it sucks. Yes, they're cutting off a ton of potential customers and players to, from ever, you know, partaking in their their art for better sense of it you know for for lack of a better term but that's the choice that they made to stick with you know their uh, what's the word i'm looking for their creative the creative vision that what they want their creative vision thank you yeah and i'm in a similar i'm in a similar vote i mean i I agree with you like you know not everything is for everyone and like that's Mm. certainly the case and yes i understand that there is the the will be people that miss out because of it because of accessibility in terms of maybe they're not uh, able bodies so they may not be able to play the game that efficiently that and that sucks I'm able-bodied and the game's not for me. You know what I mean? But the difference is I have the choice to play it if I want to. So I understand it from that perspective as in like in terms of accessibility, big time. But I I I strongly disagree with people being all uppity about it and being like, well, this, you you just get good. I'm like, well, fuck you, man. Like that's not how this works. Like like the idea of these elite hardcore gamers that can just somehow play this game better than you, therefore you can't play it. That's the fucking wrong attitude. In terms, Mm. I, I agree with you in terms of the creative vision. If you as a, a 
creator go, this is the game that I want to deliver. And part of my creative vision is this game is difficult. That's what it is. Back in the day, yeah. that was not an issue. You know, like in the yeah. 80s, like, you know, like we made, I don't know, fucking Mega Man and we made Mega Man hard on purpose because that's what we wanted to do. And like in the same way, there are there are games that are easy by design or easier by design, sorry, I should say. Um, and like, that's perfectly fine. Not yet. Not everything is for everyone. And that's perfectly fine. That's how I, like, I know that's, that seems like really like counterproductive, but I kind of am in that vein. Yeah. You know what I mean? But once again, that comes from, that, what, that comes from me knowingly understanding my privileges, they say, you know, I, I am the, I am the majority. I am in terms of my capabilities. I couldn't be any more the fucking average person. So my stance on it is a little bit varied. Now, granted, I work with individuals who, who have uh, ability challenges and some of them still play. They make it work. Yeah, man. It's like if anything, that's a better challenge. If they're like, "Well, I can fucking finish. I can finish Demon Souls." Like, yeah, I have a, I have a disability, and I can still finish the game. Can you? Like, no. Yeah, and like I understand for many people, like be able to finish their game on hard or whatever is a battle is is a badge of honor. And if and if mm. that's the case, that's odd for you. But um, you know, good on you. I, I guess like you're fucking weird about it, but that's fine. Uh that's a problem. Like that's a, something that they need to reflect upon, but it's weird. Cause I, 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 I oh, there are weird sex within the gaming space where like there is super, you know, idistic utopia where it's like, everyone should play. Everyone should be able to play on everything. But then in the same breath, like, everyone should play everything except Demon's Souls. You can't play Demon's Souls unless you're good. So like, there's a lot of contradiction within the gaming <laughs> sphere itself. Yeah, it's it's hard because like you know you see all these people um, to go to the opposite end of the spectrum that are like, you know, I pl- I finished Demon's Souls without taking any damage and I was playing on a guitar hero controller. Like, I'm fucking like, good for you. <laughs> like awesome. <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? Do you want a medal? Like, do you want a fucking badge? Like, don't, like don't get me wrong they are they are incredible to watch like i watched someone finish it with like a dance dance revolution mat like yeah and that shit's the, cool the, for their s- self-achievement but using that as a <laughs> using that as an avenue to bring someone else yeah. down which from from my oh from no my, I, I, I agree entirely like if they, what's the name of the gentleman is that i think i want to say laser beam but i don't think it is um like the the australian dude that like just makes cool controllers for things and plays it you know like yeah he does that he's like i'm gonna make a fucking guitar hero controller that can do this and he plays games but he, at no point have, have i ever seen him be like well did you finish it and fought with a with, you know with a fucking controller out my butt and i use only my sphincter muscles to play demon souls and i didn't get any damage like no because for most people they're like that is not a brag that's embarrassing yeah. for you yeah that's how i say anyway like right, that, you know, I'm the same. That's why my barrier is so low. It's like, did I get credits? Yeah. Woo! Did you play on easy? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Who in the fuck yeah, do I have to? Don't get to? me. Don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like, of course not. You know, I have. I have no problem. And a lot of games these days are foregoing those trophies that are tied to difficulty. It's just just finish the game. That's all we want. We just want you to finish the, last, the game. Like four of them have removed it. You just finish the game. Yeah. Which is mad, obviously, because they come to realize the data is that no one finishes the game. So, like, well, if we just incentivize <laughs> to do it at any level, they're probably going to be all right. Um, but yeah, and like, like these days, um, you, you know, generally speaking, most games don't lock you into the difficulty that you set at the start of the game. Mm. If if you if you select, you know, medium or or whatever the the normal thing that the, that the developers have recommended, 
Um, if you're finding it too easy, you can you can bump that up. If you're finding it too difficult, you can bring it down. Or if you just if you're just there to enjoy the story, you you drop it down. What it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So you for that reason, play, like, play play your game the way you want it. Play it. Yeah, and like once assuming again, that your game allows that. That's within the creative vision of the company. They're like, well, yeah. we we want our game to be played by anyone, and for that reason, we've put all these things in it to make it work, and that's mad. Yeah. And then it's the same idea of like Dark Souls or Forum Software, whoever they're like, uh, this is the vision that we had for the game. It's hard on purpose. There is a learning curve and it's going to kick your ass. That's the whole point. It's that risk mm. reward. And then and then my response to that is mad. That's your vision and you are sticking to it. And that's brilliant. And like, I can't fault you for it because I, I don't stick to my own shit all the time. I'm a massive hypocrite is what I'm getting at. <laughs> <sighs> all right that's uh well, i'm gonna well, actually i think we'll we'll back end the show with our literal game of game awards prediction so we'll come back to him all right cool uh so gta online max it's still going it's not the the native next gen version isn't here but it's still releasing so they're saying the gta online's biggest ever update will launch on the 15th of 15th of december uh on the ps5 You've written here, Max. That, that That is specifically what the Ooh, article said. As Rockstar Games remedies the, the Cayo Persio heist, uh, this will be a massive branch of mission set on an entirely new island. The press teases, quote, prepare to infiltrate the remote island compound of the world's most notorious drug dealer in GTA Online's biggest, most daring and action-packed edition yet. The that word, the Ko Persio heist. The blurb continues. It's up to you to find the way to breach Ko Persio, one of the most secure private arms in the entire world. Evade or neutralize the heavily armed security forces stationed there, and escape with the valuable evidence along with as much art, gold, and drug money as you can carry. Choose your tools, choose your approach, choose your crew, or even go in it entirely alone. Just make it back to Los Santos in one piece. Does this get you all moist? Uh, so me and my group of friends were talking about this this morning. We're all re-downloading GTA 5 ready for the new heist. I have not installed it off the PS4 yet, so bam. Obviously can't put on the PS5. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully it still comes uh, to the other one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for this. You had me the idea of just doing it alone. Because, like, the shittiest thing about the heist and stuff right now is I need to play with people. And, like, if you're not free to play, I don't fuck anybody else that, anyone else that wants to play. I mean, I don't blame you for not for not wanting to play with just Cass. Like, God damn it. I know, example. like... <laughs> no, Cass. Cass is fine. I do enjoy... Right. Uh, so, do you want me to... Playing it. Do you want to jump into the quick bits before we do Game Awards Yeah, stuff? do quick bitties and then we'll back end it with the Game Award predictions. I'll pull up the full list of the nominees and everything. Cool, cool. Uh, so, quick bits. PlayStation Productions has now officially sold its previously announced first season of The Last of Us to HBO. Get excited. Kate Bishop is heading to Marvel Avengers for free on the 8th of December. So, finally getting the with, DLC for Avengers. With... Um, with uh, Clint's coming early 2021. Yep. So Kate Bishop has uh, similar skill set. Yeah, yeah. I think she's just, yeah. Uh, new gameplay footage for Cyberpunk is out thanks to the new Cyberpunk live wire thingamajig that happened earlier this week. I saw a screenshot. Uh, Keanu looked raverage. 
<laughs> Raffridge. Cyberpunk will also have a streamer mode to block all copyright music whilst you're streaming, so Good, you won't get DMCA'd. Right now, I really want to play Fuser. I wouldn't mind streaming Fuser, but I can't because that heaps shit will be so hard. Heaps of people are streaming Fuser. Dude, you know what's there's baffling? Obviously, there's obviously a way around it. Like, Twitch is just like, like we're going to strike everyone and everything. There's people that just do DJ sets. And they're not yeah. getting hit. And they're getting subs. They're getting money and everything. I'm like, how are they getting hit? Yeah, John Fuckface over there plays a game for 10 <laughs> seconds and he gets reamed. Yeah. Uh, and Persona 5 Scramble to get an English release in February of 2021. Oh, that's sweet Max news. Yep. <laughs> and then somehow I've managed to cut off the top 10 games. Uh, that's right. I, I can see it from here, though. So the top 10 best-selling PS4 games... Uh, for the week ending the 15th of November 2020, not the PS5. I have tweeted at PlayStation Australia twice now, and they ain't responded. Probably because they're like, fuck this guy, I don't want to talk to him. He keeps complaining about his PS5 overheating, whatever. Um, <laughs> so no PS5 list, but there's only like nine games in the PS5 right now, so it's not even a full list. Number 10, NBA 2K21. Number 9, Ghost of Tsushima. Number 8, Grand Theft Auto 5. Number 7, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Number 6, Watch Dogs Legion. Number 5, Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon. Number 4, FIFA 2021. Yes, FIFA 21. Uh, number 3, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number 2, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And to the surprise of fucking no one, number 1 is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. No surprise there. Not even remotely like. No. Alrighty. So let's move along into the game awards. Let's have a look at the nominees here. Now we are just going to go from bottom to top, ending with our game game of the year. So this year, uh, this week, sorry, uh, Jeff Keighley uh, revealed all of the big nominees uh, for all the categories, which is mad. Um, let me just zoom out so I can see them all in one picture. There we go. To oh wait. Come on, screen. Wow, this this website does not really work well for scaling. All right, that's- this website is horrendous for loading too. There's so many moving parts on it. It takes yeah, it's it's yeah, it's rough. All right, so let's just go down to oh, it's all esports. I don't give a fuck about you. All right, esports, whatever. Uh, all right, here we go. So con- we're not going to go through the whole list, are yeah, you? Fuck yeah. the, the list is huge. Yeah, we'll just go through the ones. The list is huge. We'll go through the ones of major note, right? So, like best okay. debut game, uh, Carry On, Mortal Shell. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to bring this over here because it's not. Really, it needs to be widescreen. Uh, best debut game is Carry On, Mortal Shell, Raji, Roki, and Phasmophobia. What do you reckon, Max? Um. I've played three of the games on the list. My personal vote is Mortal Shell being a Souls-like game. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. But with how much of a breakout hit Phasmophobia has been on Steam, I have a feeling that might take it. Yeah, I'm in a similar... I've not played any of these. So mine would be a complete guess. Now, my understanding is Phasmophobia has had a little bit of a breakout year. uh, But it's a situation of like... Apparently, it's a bit buggy and a bit broken in some spaces. But from all accounts, Mortal Shell is pretty tight. Well, apparently, um, not apparently, Mortal Shell, there was such high demand that um, they decided to do an actual physical product line of it. Mm. They were originally going to release it as a digital only. And that sounds like that's positive comparatively. So big, t- big yeah. up for that. Uh, content creator of the year, Alana I Pierce, said- Jay Arn Lopez, uh, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tatman, and Valkyrie. 
shout out to, on a side note, to Alana Pierce. This is essentially her last m- moments as a content creator. As she, she has, I mean, technically, uh, re- she's still going to be creating content. <laughs> yeah, so she's officially now a writer at Sony Santa Monica, uh, presumably part of uh, God of War and whatever is moving forward. So my pick is for her. I think she yep. would, should take this because she has done a lot from her time here in Australia, working for like you know little little dudes, uh, little websites and stuff. I think Gamebug was one of them back in the day. And then she became an Xbox sort of ambassador, which she then moved to the US and did IGN and, and Rooster Teeth and Inside Gaming and stuff like that. And now she's gone all into being a writer for Santa Monica. Now, even though I love Tim the Tap Man, I, I used to watch a lot of his stuff back in the day. And his, uh, his music for when he received a, a sub, a tier three sub, and he does a little dance, absolute winner. I, I really love it. But I think in this circumstance specifically, knowing how tight Alana is with also a lot of the people involved in the awards, uh, I kind of see him giving it to her. Yeah, I'm the same boat. Yeah. Uh, best multiplayer game. Animal Crossing New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. I uh, See, this is really hard because obviously um, Animal Crossing was huge this year. Yeah, it was. Like, absolutely huge. And obviously, you know, Fall Guys had that massive launch. Uh, they came out free PlayStation Plus. Uh, Among Us has been on every single person's Twitch stream for the last X amount of months due to lockdown. It's really hard to call. My my pick, it's probably going to be between Among Us and, and, and Fall Guys. Yeah, so I so because what the, the description here goes for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. So they're essentially like what has been the best shared experience, and I think Animal Crossing is certainly a shared experience. Fall Guys was really good at the start, but it has seen a bit of a drop off. I'm going to say it's probably going to be Among Us. I think from a consistent support, a complete surprise out of nowhere, and the amount of people that are getting involved mm. and activated in, within this is... Also, chat, let us know what your picks are too. We'd love to We'd love to know if you if you are still watching. Um, yeah, so for that reason, I would put Among Us in that. I think it's... it's, it's uh, it, it's, li- it's Life cycle has strengthened way past Fall Guys and also past Animal Crossing. Even though Animal Crossing sold incredibly well, it sold more than any individual uh, PlayStation 4 first-party game ever. Uh, yeah. Or any PlayStation first-party game ever, I should say. Um, yeah. So uh, Jess is in the same boat. She believes that Among Us or Animal Crossing uh, and the puck goes, I had an issue picking Anim- Among Us because it's it, it isn't from this year. Granted, it did take off this year, but it's all, but he's also being a stickler. And I think I that's mean, technically Warf- um, yeah. technically um, the Call War of Duty, Duty title isn't, isn't from this year either. That's very true. Uh, best sports slash racing game. Uh, Dirt 5, uh, Formula 1 2020, FIFA 21. Uh, NBA 2K21 or Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2? Uh, it'll probably go to like FIFA or NBA. Personally, I want I, my vote would be Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I, um, I, I think Tony Hawk uh mostly because you reckon the, you reckon the nostalgia will kick I mean, everyone the nostalgia into voting will for it? Win. we talk about how fifa like wasn't there a thing where the people just were copying pasting reviews of last year because nothing has changed in fifa <laughs> and and yeah. nba being so littered in microtransactions that there's a lot of bad taste in people's mouth about that game regardless of how good it is yeah 
And I think that alone might be a deterrent. But I think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater came at a time when people wanted it, it people loved it, it respected the, where it came from, and I think that's probably a big part. And Jess in the chat agrees with me there as well. Uh, best sim strategy? I have a fucking idea. I don't play them. But uh, Crusader Kings, Desperados 3, Gears Tactics, Fight Sim, or XCOM. Fight Sim. What they've done is, is a straight-up achievement. Um, it's brilliant. Yeah, I think for sim strategy, uh, Flight Simulator is an easy pick. Uh, Crusader Kings 3 is also a fantastic game. Best Family, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart, uh, Live Home Circuit, uh, Minecraft Dungeons, Minecraft, what I said, that's so weird, Paper Mario, The Origami King, uh, uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is not going to win Game of the Year or anything. So I think this is like, just like most Nintendo games, they tend to come out here in the best family game. Um, yeah, easy done. Best fighting game, I couldn't care at all. I don't think I could... Best role-playing game. So for the most... For the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massive multiplayer experiences. All right, so that, I want to stipulate that because like rich player character customization and progression are the key words there. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royal, Wasteland 3, or Yakuza Like a Dragon. Well, see, this one's hard. I've played four of the five games, Yakuza being the only one I haven't played. And Genshin Impact made such a huge splash when it came out. I can actually see that taking it. Yeah. I think that... It- as much as, as, as it's just a gacha game... And all the characters are, you know, completely random if you're going to get them or not. There is so much customization and progression in that game. And the way it took off, I, I have a feeling that that could do it. I would agree um, with you. I, as, I d- you know, as much of a fan of, you know, Final Fantasy and Persona that I am, I have a feeling that Genshin will take it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And it is for free, as Jess, Jess adds as well. So, like, I do think yeah. Genshin Impact will have a big swing in that direction, or it should. However, I do think the collective nerd it's, bonus it's, of Final Fantasy VII Remake It's also will up for through. best mobile game. Yeah, so, I yeah, for I think, yeah, the, big, <laughs> the boner people have for Final Fantasy will give it the win. Best action-adventure game. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man, uh, uh, Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Two. Once again, for the best action-adventure game combining combat and traversal, and, oh, sorry, combat with traversal and puzzle solving. I know that's a generic enough statement to, like, be anything, but I, I have, there is I have some a feel- wording there. I have a feeling that Last of Us Two are gonna t- is gonna take a lot of um a lot of awards that they're nominated for. I agree mostly, even though like I enjoy Last of Us, Last of Us Part Two, and I I thought the fan game was great. I do think there is, and although the public consensus is a little bit different, I do think the the people that loved it the most were the critics, and this is the big nominees for this are the big nominators. Sorry, are critics and reviewers. So I think for that reason, Last of Us is probably going to take it here. Jess says Valhalla, so I know she's having a great time with it. But it's interesting. This is the only thing that Jedi Fallen Order got a nomination for. It did have cool puzzle solving. It did have good combat. It did have cool traversal. It kind of ticks all the boxes in that sense. The Last of Us didn't really have puzzles or anything. But like, if you want to go that specific, right, about what they say. Mm-hmm. But the answer is probably The Last of Us. Best Action. Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, or Streets of Rage 4? 
I I would like to see Neo two pick this up, but I have a feeling it'll be Doom Eternal. Yeah, I, I'm putting between Doom Eternal and half or, or Hades. Apparently, Hades is getting a real, real love. Hades is nominated for he. It's nominated for Game of the Year. Yeah, and well. the problem is I'm not going to play it. What's on PC? So I'm like, I'm going to play it because I'm that guy. I'm that asshole. Um, but yeah, Doom Eternal. Because once again, for the best game in action genre, focus primarily on combat. And Doom Eternal did in, did improve in almost every way from Doom 2016. So for that reason, I would put Doom Eternal as the winner. Um, but I do think Hades may take it. Innovation in accessibility. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyper Dot, Last of Us Part Two, Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, obviously, Last of Us Part Two. Last of Us Part Two. That's an easy. The the level of as, de- detail as, and care they took in that game, as well as uh, like as great of a job as Assassin's Creed Valhalla has done in its accessibility, because it happened after Last of Us Part Two. It's it's like it's the now the new standard. So yeah, and uh, it's it's hard to. So Puck, the Reverend Puck in the chat adds, The Last of Us is the reason that category was made. And I'd agree. Because you could essentially be blind and play that game. Yeah. And still have a good time. And that that is huge. Uh, best VR slash AR game. Dreams, Half-Life Alex, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, or Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. They really only had two games here that were relevant. Um, they just uh, it's, it's, clearly, it it's clearly Half-Life Alex. Oh, it's Half-Life Alex. It's not, it's not Iron Man, let me tell you that. Like... <laughs> It's not Dreams. Squadrons is dope, but like, what the fuck is Walking Dead Saints and Sinners? <laughs> it's it's Half-Life Alex. There's no... Yeah, yeah that's... Because it's not going to get... It was snubbed for Game of the Year by many people have claimed. So it's a situation of like, Half-Life Alex has got to get the win here. That's the only one that's going to get clear. Best community support. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Valorant. Fall Guys. Fall Guys. Four guys and their love and their com- community focus, especially on social media, uh, they are 100% getting the win there. And Jess agrees as well, which is great. Best mobile game among us, Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra, or Pokemon Cafe Mix. Um, It'll be Genshin Impact or Among Us. It'll be Genshin. I'm pretty confident it's Genshin. Like Fall mm. Guys, I think might be a situation of Fall Guys might get the other one and Genshin will get this one or vice versa. I think there'll be a situation of like you pick between the two. Uh, best independent game, Carry On, Fall Guys, Hades, Splunky 2 or Spirit Fairer. Hades. Uh, Hades has got this in the bag. Oh yeah. When Hades has got Game of the Year nom, you know what's getting fucking best ending. <laughs> Best ongoing title: Apex Legend, Destiny Two, Call of Duty, Warzone, Fortnite, or Nomansky. Now I don't, I not play any ongoing games, so I'm reliant on you here, dude. Um, I'd like to see Destiny Two win it, um, but it probably it, it's more likely to be Fortnite or Warzone. Really? Just because not Apex, just be- Apex gets the love. I'm, I well, I guess I haven't, I haven't actually played Apex in so long, but I know that um, Warzone and Fortnite get updated and and worked on a lot more often than what destiny sees its content drops mm. um because you know it it it's hard because you know the, they specifically say awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time and obviously all of these games have that it's just some do it faster than the other it's really nice to see no still in there well no has been received incredible support 
um, mm. content. So if you want content that evolves, you look at No Man's Sky. Like that is not the same game as when it launched. Like Fortnite is still the same game. They just give out different sins. So they give you ongoing support in different skins. Call of Duty Warzone is kind of the same. Destiny 2 has released a series of DLCs. And, and since separating from Activision, they've completely changed their entire approach. Apex just gives you new characters. So it's a situation of like, by definition of what they've put here, it should be No Man's Sky. But I have yeah. a feeling it'd probably be like, yeah, Destiny or Fortnite or something. Probably yeah. Apex. I'm going to say Apex, I guess. Games for Impact. I haven't played any of these, so I don't have an answer. I've only heard about Spiritfarer, and apparently that is um, an incredible game. Yeah, I've heard of Tell Me Why. It was on the Xbox Games Pass, and apparently it's like just more... Uh, uh, more of like life is strange sort of like what don't not did yeah uh puck adds in the chat I, w- I went with destiny because i'm a fanboy but apex seems to be crushing it oh that's the big difference i don't hear anybody complain about apex best performance ashley johnson as ali in the last of us part two laura bailey as abby in the last of us part two uh dasuke suji as jin sakai in ghost of tsushima Logan Cunningham as Hades in Hades, and uh, Naji Jetta as Miles Morales in Spider-Man's Miles Morales. Uh, my pick is Laura Bailey as Abby. I think she'll get it, and it'll be so controversial, everyone will crack the shits, but like, I think it's probably spot on. Like, Jin Sakai, I thought was a really bland character. I didn't fucking care for him at all. And he's just stoic. So I guess in terms of playing in a samurai, I was very stoic and very like, I am the man. And like, it's kind of expected, right? But like, yeah. I think Laura Bailey should probably get it just as a, as a nod to be like, everyone's shut on you for no reason. You're Like, if you want a character that gives us such, a, such an incredible and overwhelming performance that you start the game hating her and you end the game understanding her or connecting to her or, you know, not agreeing with her, but like showing empathy towards her, that's performance. It's like with, with Ali, at the start of the game, at the end of the game, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I didn't... I in terms of a genuine connection to the character, like the performance was great. Um, Ash Johnson smashed it again, but it's just not quite there. You know what I mean? In yeah, terms of a, no, you know, of a noticeable performance. Um, uh, Miles Morales, really good. Really enjoying it. Well, I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of subtleties in his performance that I really liked. And like, I can certainly see why he's been nominated for such four said performances, but, I am pretty confident that Laura Bailey will probably take that uh, as as Abby. Yeah. Um, mostly for ju- even even just for like the shit the shit that it would bring. Just be like rub it in everyone's fucking face. Uh, best audio design: Doom Eternal, Half Life, Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil Three, The Last of Us Part Two. So it's hard. I've only really played. Oh, I played all of uh, all of them except for Half Life, Alex. Um. It would probably be between Doom and Last of Us. I think Last of Us will probably take it. Yeah. So from from recollection, like Doom Eternal, obviously really good. I love the you know the music and the audio design, like you know in terms of how those guns work, mad yeah. brilliant, love it. Half Life Alex once again with an with a VR setup, good audio design is incredibly important. Um, so maybe we'll get a sneaky win here for that. Resident Evil Three, I really didn't think had great audio design, so it's really bizarre that it's in there. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, sure, okay, whatever. Um, sure, okay, whatever. Yeah, like it, I, it sound wasn't something that won me over in that game. Well, see that that's the thing. Like you know, you've got to also separate that this isn't this isn't music and score. This is just game sound design. That's my point. Like I don't, 
I don't remember yeah. hearing like different samurai, like different Mongols, different directions, giving me this sense of you know of intensity. Yeah. Well, like Doom Eternal, I remember you know everything about that audio. You know, whether it be yeah. just music, not just musical, whether it be audio design in general, like it's just like amazing. Um, but last one's probably getting that one too. Here you go. Best score in music: Doom Eternal, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, or The Last of Us Part Two. Um, so I really love the Final Fantasy music, but I think Doom or Hades will take this one. I don't think Doom will take it. I I personally don't believe the Doom Eternal soundtrack was as good as the original. The original straight up fucking deserved it. Twenty sixteen Doom was impeccable with its music where Doom Eternal didn't quite bring it the same way. Uh, the, you know, Gustavo for Last of Us Part Two, his music is fantastic. It's simple, it's beautiful, and like it emotionally pulls on your heartstrings in so many ways when you're playing that game. But once again, everyone has such a fucking hard-on for the music of Final Fantasy VII that I see like nostalgia alone and straight-up biases will see Final Fantasy VII get the win there. Yeah. Uh, best art direction so best uh outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades ori in the middle of the wisps and the last of us part two i could see either hades or ori taking this one i see hades taking this um i also i do think ghost of tsushima had an incredible art direction um mm. you know like when you sort of as you head around Tsushima Island, there is a lot there. There is a lot to see, a lot of cool colors and design. And I remember that being one of its biggest compliments. And Last of Us Part Two, obviously visually stunning. Like if there's a word for like, uh, I think it's there most because everyone looks so realistic. In like yeah. A, you know, but if there was like technical prowess sort of uh, uh, technical prowess award, I'd probably give it to Last of Us for that reason. But also seeing Final Fantasy VII go from what it looked like on PS1 to what it looked like on PS uh, on PS4. But I'm going to go either Hades or Ghost Tsushima. Probably Hades. Yeah. Best narrative. 13 Sentinels, Ages Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Last of Us Part II. I uh, see again, this one's hard. I really like the, the subtle changes that they made to the Final Fantasy VII Remake story. I have no idea what 13 Sentinels is. Um, I can't comment to Ghost of Tsushima as I haven't finished the story. Um, I think people will lose their minds if Last of Us Part 2 wins Best Narrative. And it fucking should. That's that's my pick. <laughs> um, my, my pick will be Final Fantasy VII. Um, well, yeah, Last of Us Part 2, it should win for a number of reasons. A, the story is very good. How they tell the game, how they deliver their narrative and their storytelling in this game specifically is so left of field compared to how other people have been doing their games. One of the biggest um, biggest points of contention in the game is how it tells the story because they intentionally went a different way to share the narrative. And I think that alone is is respectable. Um, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, okay, you're a third of a bigger game. Well done. You made subtle differences. Woohoo. Get excited. Like that's, it's not, it's not the full version. It's that full version of the remake, but it's not the full version of Final Fantasy seven. Um, I'm sure Hades has a great story in it. I've no, having not played it, Ghost of Tsushima didn't feel it at all, but just like excited come quite in the chat. The answer is last of us easy yeah. and everyone will lose their mind and they can all suck a dick because that game is great. Best game direction. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life, Alex, or The Last of Us Part 2. 
Um, you know, this one's awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. I, I feel like Half-Life Alex should get it. Yeah, in terms of innovation, in terms of like because this it has become essentially the biggest tentpole uh, release for VR, and I think that 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 is innovation and incredible storytelling, especially within that that hardware or that medium that is virtual reality. Um, but yeah, I I think, but then again, the last of us had do, did have such a a large creative vision, but then Final Fantasy also had a pretty large creative vision. It lacked innovation, but there's a lot of creative vision there. Mm. But then again, it could be Hades for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the last of us and here it is max the big one the game of the year We've got doom eternal final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades animal crossing new horizons and the last of us part two last of us part two we'll take this one oh yeah well. big time yes last of us part two um i think hades is in there as like a look you're the you're, you will be the best indie and like here's our respect nod for you like that's why you're here um you won't get it but we you know we're respecting you and final fantasy 7 alone is like yeah it's final fantasy 7 we love you we'd, we'd smooch you if we could but we can't like you know animal crossings reached such a wide audience this year with you know with the whole uh pandemic thing and everyone using their islands as a way to visit people there were people you know campaigning on uh animal crossing there were people doing advertisements inside animal crossing like animal crossing blew up so much this year and and really was a crazy experience but i don't think it'll take it yeah i i honestly think last of us yeah so once again recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields I, I don't think Animal Crossing, in terms of if you want to go that way, I don't think it's in terms of it's create, creatively or technically proficient. I, I don't think it's so remarkable in that sense. From a, a shared yeah. multiplayer experience, yeah, big time. I think Ghost of Tsushima is technically amazing. Like, I, although I haven't played it, like, it's load times, performance, how it, how, it, how it appears visually, how it plays... It's great. Like it takes all a, b- a bunch of uh, other mechanics we've seen in in, in lesser games, uh, or uh, you know, varying games, and brought them together in a really great way. Like he, you take hints of uh, Assassin's Creed, hints of Shadow Mortal, like all these different parts are mixed with this beautiful, uh, you know, uh, uh, artistic vision as well as a technical proficiency in how it runs, how it plays. You know, the the combat is awesome. Like it feels good. It flows good. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy VII is not in there. Is there purely because everyone has a heart on for it? Doom Eternal, although fantastic, it's, that is a respect nod there as well. They're like, we've achieved, we we are very happy with what you've achieved and what you've changed, but you're not winning. The answer is Last of Us Part Two, even from a technical perspective, as the game looked amazing, like uncomparably. Oh, there is like there is no other game on the PS4 that looks at, as an example looks as good as The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, by leaps and bounds, that game is stunning. Uh, and from a from a creativist perspective, yeah, impressive demonstration of of technical and creative potential and delivery so even though i just jerked off ghost of Tsushima as well but once again i haven't played hades though i think hades <laughs> is the big big thing the answer is last of us yeah there you go 
Uh, upcoming titles for the next week. Oh, yeah. So for those, like, you know, these are all games that have come out this year and have been doing well. These are the games that are coming to you in the next week. And it's actually called Coming to the Players. Uh, we have Katam... Uh, this, this came out... This came out yesterday. Katamari Damacy re-roll PS4. We have Spirit of the North Enhanced Edition coming to PlayStation 5 November 26th. We have Empire of Sin coming to PS4 December 1st. We have Worms Rumble coming to PS4 and PS5 December 1st. Uh, Kronos Before the Ashes coming to PS4 December 1st. Twin Mirror PS4 December 1st. And I think that's it for this week. Mm, not a whole lot this week, as to be Not a whole lot. Um, uh, Sukuna of Rice and Ruin is out now on the PS5. It came out like on the yes. 20th. So if you want an actual game of the year contender that's, that won't get it because it'll, everyone will forget about next year, go pick that up. It will certainly be in, our, in my game of the year list. Right, let me tell you that much. Because we'll, we'll start looking at ours. We'll probably won't do ours until like mid-December or something, but... Yeah, we have to wait for Cyberpunk to come out. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I love how you just like you you you're excited, but you still know that it's probably not coming. Yeah, I know. I just, uh, it's just, yeah, <laughs> one of those things. I just, I just, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> But yeah, one thing, uh, side note, I think I mentioned this already. The one thing I've been really in seeing and enjoying on the PS4 store right now is all these Kairosoft games coming out of nowhere. So Kairosoft are these little mobile games, like they're like a game dev story and epic Astro story and like Mega More. Like they're essentially little like role play, like sim management games. And I fucking love them. And like, and I think I may have mentioned it already, but like every week there's a new one. And I'm like, yeah. Like they're like, unnecessarily expensive like 19 bucks i'm like they're like six bucks on my phone fuck off but um if i had the money i'd probably i probably buy them and play them again it was very good uh anyway that's terrible i don't know i'm shameful <laughs> yeah <you're gasps> speaking of there was a harvest moon shirt on shirt punch today and i don't think i bought it in time oh no <laughs> you, can, you, you can close out the shirt just 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 make your own man Anyway, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, oh, and 9 a.m. on now. those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations, please check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter, all our links in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to <laughs> twitch.tv slash the Cultures where you can watch us record this show live. You can get in the chat and have a damn good time. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you listen to us on those podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on the YouTube, uh, why not like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment that does appear. Uh, additionally, if you want to support us financially, you can. Patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other sort of shit with our logos on it, which this week I did sneakily release a new design. Uh, it is the <laughs> Pornhub logo, but the pop culturist, and I laughed at it so hard when I made it. Like, no one will ever buy it, but for me, I thought it was fucking hysterical and up there, and it's available if anyone wants it for some reason. Because I was, I, was, I was thinking about making, like, an ugly sweater design for Christmas, um, and then I was like, ah, you know be funny? Porno. So, <laughs> then I made that logo instead. <laughs> 
but until <laughs> next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. <laughs> For the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast is fan-supported at patreon.com slash thepopculturist. And we'd like to thank our Patreon producers and our Patreon founders for their kindness, their support, and their generosity. Our Patreon founders, Alpha Ferret, Craig O'Flaherty, David Chataway, Jesse Stevenson, and Jacob Garner. And our Patreon producers, Damien Holdies, Lee Winterchauvin, Sean Levitt, and Solomon Barak.